This Change Nation podcast is sponsored by New Cheer Bright Clean. How many washes did it take New Cheer Bright Clean to get this from dingy to bright? One might be surprised. Twelve. New Cheer Bright Clean. Surprisingly bright in just one wash. Welcome to Change Nation, a program brought to you by First30Days.com. On this episode of Change Nation, Ariane talks with author and entrepreneur Susan Sly. Here's Ariane. Hi, I'm Ariane, and welcome to Change Nation. Today, I have the pleasure of having an extraordinary woman, Susan Sly, here with me in the studio. She's the author of The Have It All Woman, a practical guide to achieving balance, abundance, and the life of your dreams. I think for everyone who's always wondered whether it's possible to have it all, this is definitely the interview that you want to listen to. Susan, it's a real pleasure. Well, thank you, Ariane, for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. So, Susan, so many of us have been told that it's not possible to have it all, that we've got to choose one or the other. We've got to choose love or career. There's so many myths around this whole thing. What is the truth about the subject? That's a that's a great question. and. Here's the, the real honest truth that observing as I've traveled is that hundreds of millions of women are suffering in silence. And part of this piece is that they're comparing themselves and they're looking at these different stereotypes and having it all means I drive a Bentley and I have this purse and I have these shoes and I weigh this much and I have this man on my arm or whatever the case is and this much money in my bank account. And the truth is that having it all is about perspective. It's about letting go of those comparisons because that really just leads to a lot of self-doubt and and a lot of guilt. And we can all have it all because we all want different things. So for someone who is watching this and maybe has one of those things in their life, How's the best way to get started in terms of going, you know what, it is possible to have what it is that they're currently lacking? Absolutely. And the first thing I always say is be grateful for what you have, wherever you're at right now, be grateful. And even when I'm traveling in Africa or traveling traveling in Cambodia, you see a lot of children, they have nothing, but they're so grateful for that one thing they do have. And maybe that's clean water that day or food or whatever the case is. The, the first part is be grateful and then make a decision make a decision that you can have it all and you really can. And we see a lot of people and they're very focused on their career, but their health stinks or they're very focused on finding that perfect partner, but other parts are going down for them. And the truth is the three areas in terms of finance and relationships and personal health, that if you devote a little bit of time to each of those things every day, you will have it all. Why is it that we typically choose one and we let all the others fall by the wayside. Is it because that's the way we've been brought up? That's because society has told us that that's what we need to buy into? I mean, you're a perfect example of having it all. You have the love, you have the career, you're making a difference in the world. How did you figure this out? What is it, what was the linchpin that really got it for you? Well, it really came through trial and error. There was a time in my life, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family and work was very important. My family had immigrated from China and it was work, work, work. And so there was a period of time in my life when I thought that business and commerce, that's all there was. And I lost my health. I lost my relationship and ended up $100,000 in debt, living on my brother-in-law's sofa. Um, I had nothing. 
and I had less than nothing really. And I realized in that moment that there is so much else out there. And, you know, I always say a pyramid can't balance on its tip when you just focus so hard on one area, other things have to go by the wayside. So when I realized that when I did lose everything, I just woke up one day and I said, no, enough's enough. What are the habits that keep us from having it all? Are there things that we're just generally doing that are stopping a lot of us women from having it all? <laughs> women are terribly guilty. And I, you know, I've done this in my past, my goodness. But um, one of the biggest things women do is we will judge other women and we'll judge other women, we'll be jealous of other women. And when we're focused so much on how someone else is being, then we're not really looking inward. And one of the things that I convey in the book is that whatever it is we see in someone else that we don't like, we need to hold the mirror up. I had a woman actually, and she said, you know, so-and-so is doing this in my life. So-and-so is doing this. I said, get a mirror and keep it on your desk. And every time you want to complain about someone else, say that into the mirror. And she called me up a week later in tears. She said, oh my gosh, I see what you're saying. Everything I'm complaining about, about my mother, my sister, my colleagues, those are all things I don't like about me. Are there any specific habits like do, do women watch too much television? Do women gossip too much? Are there things that are just in the way of our regular behaviors that if we just shone a spotlight on that, we probably would create some energy and time to go have it all? Absolutely. There is a lot of wonderful media these days. I mean, it's never been a better time to be a woman. There, there are women you know, magazines dedicated to women's empowerment, um, for instance, like O Magazine, Mary Claire, mm -hmm. so many of the different magazines, even Change Nation, I love it. And, and then you have a lot of negative media, which mm -hmm. is portraying women as being a size zero. I mean, what is zero? It's nothing, it doesn't exist. And women, you know, who are um, going through relationships very quickly, women who have a lot of money and they have a lot of fame. And any time that a woman is choosing to compare herself to someone like that, that. I mean, a lot of times those women, they're real women, but they've been fabricated. They're not, mm -hmm. they, they don't exist. Mm -hmm. And so it's about looking inwards and saying, how can I improve? How can I be the best person I can be? And letting go of what anyone else is doing, because it doesn't matter. This is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Susan, we'll be right back. This is Change Nation from the first 30 days. This Change Nation podcast is sponsored by New Cheer Bright Clean. How many washes did it take New Cheer Bright Clean to get this from dingy to bright? One might be surprised. Twelve. Excuse me, New Cheer Bright Clean. Surprisingly bright in just one wash. Welcome back. This is Change Nation. I'm here with Susan Sly. She's the author of The Have It All Woman. I think a lot of women would probably say, you know, if I have one thing, another area of my life is going to suffer. Does it suffer? Do we, do we do things to find something in balance between having that career and having <laughs> that family life? How do you, how do you find that balance? Uh, another great question. I think women by nature 
Ariane, that will always look for what's wrong with something. We mm -hmm. have 60,000 thoughts a day. 80% of those are negative. 80% are the same thoughts we thought the day before. So we're thinking, my thoughts are fat, my thoughts are fat. Well, we thought that yesterday, the day before that. So we'll always look for what's wrong. That's, mm -hmm. that's human nature. And to not allow ourselves to be happy. And the truth is that one thing affects all things. Um, when I lost my health, it affected my relationship. It affected my work. So that's why in the book I talk about the, the base of a pyramid is to take care of our health. For women, it is the most selfish thing we can do not to take care of our health. And I'll mm -hmm. say to women, when you're not taking care of your health, you know, drinking water, eating, you know, good quality food, getting some exercise, who else suffers? What else mm -hmm. suffers? And, and you see women who will lose their career, lose their family mm -hmm. when they don't take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. It is the most selfless thing to do. But you talk a lot about priorities in the book. Mm -hmm. What are, in addition to health, which I couldn't agree with <laughs> you more, what are ways to know if our priorities are straight? I think a lot of the times we'll end off the year and kind of look at this year and go, my God, what have I done with my year? Mm. How do you find ways of setting your priorities? I mean, you personally. Well, I was at one point almost 200 pounds, and uh, it was 197, which we all know is just three pounds shy of 200. <laughs> and I was, I was a women's, um, I got up to a size 18. And I looked in the mirror one day, and I, I didn't even know who that person was. And in that moment, I knew I didn't have my head on straight. And so in the book, I talk about the pyramid of your life. And so setting that foundation of health, faith, and love. So health, we've talked about. Faith is just having faith in the journey. Having faith that change is actually a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. And love, to love yourself enough. It took me 10 years to learn how to love myself. And it was day by day, moment by moment. I used to counsel um, the, the whole spectrum, women who were anorexic and women who were hundreds of pounds overweight. And I'd say, in the morning, before you start with the negative self-talk, just say one thing that's kind to yourself. Maybe your eyes look great today or your hands look really nice, whatever it is, and just begin there. And then the next part is relationships and investing a little bit in your relationships every day because what we don't nurture, we soon fall to the wayside. And then money and oh my gosh, I do work with so many women and they, they don't have their financial head on straight either. So it's getting the priorities in, you know, in line and that's why I created the pyramid so it would be easy for women to do. It's important to know which one comes first. Like, are you a mother first and then your speaker? Is it important, like, what order they go in for yourself? Well, I'm Susan first, and, and that's the thing, because in order to teach the world how to treat me or how to treat any of us, we have to know who we are. And a lot of women will look extraneously mm -hmm. to define themselves. They'll look to their relationship. That's a lot of pressure to put on a partner. They'll look to their colleagues, their girlfriends to define themselves. And the truth is we define ourselves, then we teach the world how to treat us. So first and foremost, I'm Susan. I'm a human being on planet Earth. I'm just here to do the very best I can. And then, you know, I'm a, I'm a wife. I'm a lover. I'm a mother. And, and I also create change amongst women, so, yeah. Susan, is there anything in your life right now that you don't have yet that you're wanting to add even more to this have an old woman? <laughs> Absolutely, there's, I, I intend to, to grow and to change and to learn until the day I die. So there are lots of things I wanna do, um, as you know, you know and, and we've spoken about, is I have a passion for ridding the world of child prostitution and um, I even have a hard time talking about it honestly because I've seen it firsthand 
And I'm going to spend every breath until the day I die doing that Mm -hmm. um, because it breaks my heart. And so, no, I don't have that yet. It's a big issue. Yeah. Do you do you have you found that with the women that you've met, spoken to, coached, taught that deep down inside women want it all or are they really looking for a sense of meaning? Are they looking for a sense of feeling complete as women? What is it that we're really looking for? I, I believe women do want it all, but they're afraid to ask. And, and, you know, we all grow up with different things. You know, we're taught, don't ask for what we want. You know, by the time we're, we're five years old, we've heard the word no 6,000 times. Don't ask for what you want. Don't go for that. I mean, I've worked for women who, who, who've been grown up in households where they're taught to marry a, a wealthy man. I mean, so we have to undo a lot of that thinking and look within. And a great exercise that I do with women at retreats, I'll, for five minutes, have them working partners and to say, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And it's surprising the things that come up. I had one woman say she wanted goats. I mean, she said, I don't even know where that came from. (laughs) So it's, it's funny, you know, at my last retreat, I said, I wanted another baby and here I am pregnant number four, you know, I didn't even know that was, that was something that was hidden desire there. Totally beautiful life change. Susan, real pleasure. I know how helpful this is going to be for a lot of women. The book is The Habit All Woman, a practical guide to achieving balance, abundance, and the life of your dreams. For more information about Susan's work and her book, please visit her website at www.stepintoyourpower.com. I'm Ariane. You've been listening to Change Nation. For more information, more inspiration, more experts on all types of life changes, please visit us on the web at first30days.com. Thank you. Thank you.